Hello, and welcome to this episode of Watch Out for Fireballs, which is brought to you by Eric, who's one of our patrons. If you would like to support the show, head on over to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. You can pick games we'll cover. You can get early episodes. You can get bonus shows. You can support bonus boys. Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs, a game club podcast. And this week we are talking about Dino Crisis 2, which is an action game developed and published by Capcom for the PlayStation in 2000. Yeah, welcome to Halloween. Yep. Welcome to October. Mm-hmm. We're recording this well in advance. But yeah. The spooky season is upon us, and we decided to ease into the spookiness. Yeah, we just want to. Uh, we're, we're 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 titrating, you know. Mm-hmm. We're just we're 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 gonna we're gonna start with a mixture, and then just kind of move straight to the existential horror next week. So we're so good. We don't get the bends. Yes. What I don't want is for little bubbles of scaricules to uh, develop mm-hmm. in my bloodstream and go directly mm-hmm. to my pineal gland. That's not. Mm-hmm. That's not preferable. Mm-hmm. No. No. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this was executive produced mm-hmm. by Eric. Thank you, Eric. Yeah. We appreciate you. Um, this is, uh, I had a lot of fun with this. It's one of the dumbest things we've ever fucking done on this show. <laughs> I love it. It's so it's, fucking dumb. It's sci-fi original movie dumb. <laughs> yeah. I, like, <laughs> like, like no joke. Like this is, this is like Lake Placid. Like this, this is deep blue sea four level this dumb. is the dumbest shit this is we're doing resident <laughs> evil 5 this month and this yeah. is the dumbest fucking the dumbest fucking things happen in this capcom is such a weird company yep i yeah this this is this is so incredibly stupid like it's enjoyable yep but every uh time somebody talks yeah it's uh it's exceedingly dumb like i would defy someone to take pathos from this mm-hmm. you know i just like want to find the tearjerker page on this on tv tropes and just like pants all these nerds because uh, this is not that kind of story but the reveal at the end the hologram gary <laughs> I, somebody cried about that and i just want to wedge you yeah, no, I, no, I understand no. like that's that's bully behavior but like i want to jesus uh, fucking christ i want to wedge them and then hang like hang them from a ceiling fan yeah, yeah like a like a not even that's not even an atomic wedgie that's like mm-hmm. a cyclonic wedgie yeah that's a that's a supernova wedgie yeah <laughs> that's it yeah galaxy brain wedgie um and so with background on this i had never played this before i had mm-hmm. played dino crisis one yeah so i was expecting to go into this uh like it was dino crisis one yeah i was expecting you to know? go into this with uh raptors being something to worry about 
Nope. Don't worry about anything. <laughs> no, this is this is easy, smooth going. Yeah. This like this is like this might as well just be an arcade game. For, yeah. for 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 all of the kind of like weight and gravity to it and the action and like I I I feel like I need to lay this out here. I like this game. This is yeah. this is this is fun and it goes down smooth. But yeah, there's no there's no concern here. I I also had played Dino Crisis one. I like that game quite a bit. I think it's I think it's worth doing in the future. Um, mm-hmm. actually, uh, I had not played this. I had heard people say like, yeah, this one's a little bit more uh, buck wild, and I I didn't. N- that was an understatement on their part. Yeah. It's uh it's it's pretty silly. Mm-hmm. Uh in it you play as two special forces soldiers part of Trat. Uh <laughs> Regina and Dylan, and you are sent to rescue people from a city that was displaced in time to a jungle full of dinos. Right. Uh and this plays an awful lot like a Resident Evil game. It is tank controls against a pre-rendered background, and that is, you know, uh like th- that is a, a an understandable reason why people would would call this survival horror, but kind of an unex an unexpected theme of this month is like Capcom's uh, like a little bit of a, like identity crisis. They had a hit with Resident Evil and they had no idea where to go next. So we had mm-hmm. Devil May Cry which came out one year after this. Yeah. Uh, and this, this is like, take some things from devil may cry, mm-hmm. but the, the weirdest vestigial elements from resident evil are still attached to this. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, so the idea is they call it, uh, even the first one, they called it panic horror. Yes. Capcom as a marketing thing. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, this is even more that like, if there's any kind of, uh, stress that you gain at all, it's like action stress mm-hmm. It's like the difference between like a horror movie and a thriller. Yes. You know, is kind of the idea, but mm-hmm. it's also very hard to be thrilled by this, <laughs> uh, you know, cause shooting, shooting what are effectively monsters and I love mm-hmm. dinosaurs, yep. but if what are effectively monsters ludically, uh, is as old as the hills. Yes. Um, you know, so this is, you play this with tank control, uh, pre-render backgrounds you mentioned. Um, it's, you always run. There's no mm-hmm. run button. You can move with your weapon out. Yep. There's no reloading. Like every gun has, you know, the minimum ammo is like 50 mm-hmm. for like big strong weapons. <laughs> yeah. You never have to worry about your ammo. Uh, like you do have yeah. to like recharge them, but you know, you're carrying, you know, even by the midpoint of this game, you are carrying enough ordnance to, you know, basically fight for hours. Um, yeah. it's a, it's, it, it's a lot. Uh, and that, you know, the, the, that ordinance comes in the way of these, you know, this growing stock of primary and secondary weapons, each with kind of a different utility. And these kind of show up at your shop, uh, kind of at fixed points throughout the game. Yes. Uh, you swap back and forth between Regina and Dylan. Uh, and the main differentiator is they have different weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, other than that, they're identical. Right. Basically, uh, Regina is a little bit faster. Dylan's weapons are a little bit slower, but everything is fast enough. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no, there's no like Hagar, you know, <laughs> slowness in this. Yeah. Not um, a lot of like wind up, uh, on your attacks here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you, uh, there's no inventory management, you know, so all this stuff is pretty typical to survive the horror that you're missing. Uh, Dylan and Regina share an inventory of mm-hmm. key items and then also health items. Yeah. So the only thing that is different in particular to a character is a weapon, which you then like recharge and, and upgrade at like Dave and Buster's ticket stations. <laughs> yep. Just these little uh, terminals, little terminals yep. on the wall. 
Uh, they work yeah. in every state of repair, even if they're underwater. Um, and what you uh, what you do with these Dave and Buster's instead of swiping your ticket card or whatever, uh, you get um, uh, you, you spend extinction points and you get these extinction points like literally just as points that are awarded to you for fighting for fighting dinos real good. Yes, uh, killing dinos well with a combo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you trade them into these Dave and Buster stations for, uh, upgrades to your weapon. So you get, uh, you know, recharge your bullets or get bigger clips, mm-hmm. uh, or get better weapons. Right. Um, the game, you know, like a devil may cry, the game keeps track of your combos. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the idea is if the score that you got, uh, for the dino is still on the screen and you kill another dino, that's a combo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, you can uh, increase this. You can change this by buying cards. Mm-hmm. You know, adding to the uh, the Dave and Buster's. Yeah, that kind of thing. Every time you go between rooms, you get a the, like a version of the Devil May Cry, you know, scoring system. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you took no damage, you know, you get a, you get a bunch of points during this. I think you might get a bonus point for killing all the dinos because eventually they'll stop spawning. Will they in a room until you leave? I, yes. ne- I never like, found a point where they back. stopped coming <laughs> and I farmed. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, I, I farmed as well. Uh, this, this game like with farming is like four hours. Right. Uh, it is, you know, it's, it's, it is a pittance. Yeah. Um, it's, it's also meant to be gone through several times too. Yeah. 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 100%. And like mm-hmm. an increase. And there are other modes and stuff, which are very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, dino fighting, virtual <laughs> dino fighting mode is very funny to me. <laughs> yep. Um, definitely going to try to do that on duck stream. Oh yeah. Uh, next year together. Um, <laughs> But the, uh, so eventually dinos will stop coming, regardless of what you get scored mm-hmm. for all this stuff, like a devil may cry, but it has the rhythm of a Resident Evil game. So imagine every time you do a tor- door transition, mm-hmm. you get how well you went through that section. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't like take up a lot of time or kill pacing or anything. Mm-hmm. It's just really fucking weird to see. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like, it's kind like, I found it to be a pretty satisfying feedback loop and like iteration loop as I was going. Uh, to, mm-hmm. to, to have that there because in my head, you know, I know what's at the shop. Like I know what I'm working toward even as I go. So like by making the points into currency, they actually really managed to make me care about how many points I get, which is, sure. which is a weird thing. Like I, yeah, I yeah. never they're ever play for points. score. They're not. Yeah. 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 They're, they're, they're money. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so it doesn't, it doesn't feel like you're getting graded just for the, the love of being graded. Yeah. It's not just you know, because like number, number go, number go big. Yes. Yeah. You know, yeah. which, which I definitely prefer, even though that does lead to some grinding. Mm-hmm. And this is a weird thing where like, it's meant to be played multiple times. If I had spent, you know, big money on this when it came out as a big fan of the first one, I think I'd probably have been disappointed yeah. by how short and grindy it is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know how, I don't know that I'll replay this. Right. It was fun. You know, it was, it was, it was, it was a pittance. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but the idea that this is four hours with grinding is real wild to me. <laughs> Um, it is, it is very slight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you go to the Dave and Busters there, you recharge your weapons. Um, and like there's no limit to the ammo that you have, you know, you're not scrimping and saving at all. Like we said, it just, it just infinitely comes out of these machines. Um, I would like to know what governing body issues extinction points. <laughs> it's, you know, that, that third, third energy. Yeah. That, yeah. that third energy place. It's magical. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you can also buy like recovery items and stuff, uh, different sizes of med kits. Your inventory space for these is limited. Um, mm-hmm. you know, so if you come across one and it's in your inventory is full, you will, uh, you know, not be able to pick it up. 
you can also buy like hemostatic medicine um, early on. If you take certain kinds of wounds, you will get bleed. Uh, in the previous game, I believe this made it easier for dinosaurs to track you. Here, it's like a damage over time kind of thing. Um, yeah. The other thing you can get are these resuscitation packs, which is like buying continues. Yes. Yep. And again, currency is effectively unlimited. Right. Um, you, you can buy weapons there, but also, uh, you know, they'll, uh, the weapons that there will unlock over the course of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, uh, with Dylan, uh, a really, really good weapon is available for a lot of money right away. Yeah. So if you grind up for the electricity gun, like you're set for quite a while. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, that's like a weirdly yeah. potent gun. I thought it was going to be useless when I saw its range, but no, you can kill like seven no. dinosaurs at a time with one shot. Yeah. You just, you just, just ride that throttle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Everyone has a set. Both characters have a secondary weapon. Mm-hmm. So uh, Regina has something called a stun knife, which also magically opens doors uh, and knocks Frisbees out of the air. <laughs> and uh, Dylan has a machete, which she makes fun of him for, for in a running joke that like, <laughs> I flex my brain so hard. I don't fucking understand. I, like, <laughs> like, it, it has the does the machete <laughs> mean something different in Japan? I don't, I don't know. Like, so like, I, like I've got no idea. So what I, so I think that Regina makes it a thing because, because Dylan at the start makes a big point like, Oh, look, I could, you know, I can cut through the vines on this door. I, I'm a big macho man. Look at me go. And Regina's like, okay, I'll be over here picking this lock later. Loser has the cadence of a joke, but it's actually trying to explain a, uh, a gameplay difference between them. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's nothing, there's nothing uh, lame about using a machete to cut away vines in a jungle. Right. That's kind of what that's they're like for. What they're, that's like yeah. literally what they're for. That, yeah. That's like, you know, and they're in it. Like, I feel like at any point or this, like, Regina, you you brought a stun gun, which cannot mm-hmm. cut through vines. Uh, did you, you knew you were going to the jungle. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, it is very weird. And it, it is kind of a running joke. Yep. Um so their initial paths are different. Uh, eventually they converge, but you never, you know, they'll cover each other and mm-hmm. such. This is not a zapping system no. thing. It's it's basically used for pacing, mm-hmm. I feel like. Like, hey, I've been Dylan for a little while. Let's go see what Regina's up mm-hmm. to. And it's like, so they do something kind of clever with that, which is like if there's a substantial amount of backtracking to be done um, in a particular um, section of the game, like, oh, this person is trapped over here and I need to run mostly through places I had been before. Um, what this mm-hmm. does is it takes that backtracking and it puts a little bit of extra spin on it by giving you some a new person to play through with different weapons. And oftentimes yeah. different dinosaurs will appear in those rooms. Yeah. You know, there's an, an anonymity to the locations in general. Yeah. I feel like, like, they look good, but mm-hmm. there is not, uh, for most of the game, there's not a huge sense of place here. Right. So they may as well just be wireframe arenas mm-hmm. to, to fight dinosaurs. Like, if they didn't do that, it would be repetitive. Uh, it doesn't actually, like, backtracking wouldn't have been as big a deal on this as it is in other games anyway, right. I feel like. Yeah. Uh, um, the story is revealed yeah. mostly through cutscenes. You also find these regular, uh, just kind of survival horror notes, people's logs from before they die, people talking about the situation they're in, etc. Um, you can also find these dino files, uh, which give you yep. information about the dinosaurs that you fight, which includes like notes about like how the, how the soldiers encounter them first and like combat tips. Uh, these are Almost pretty exclusively that like yeah. I, I wanted a little bit more like this is not an educational game. No, uh, Dino Crisis 2. <laughs> uh, but but I, I was like I was ready to learn about dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you don't learn very much about dinosaurs in this game, though. I got to say. Welcome to Dino Crisis. You will. 
<laughs> yeah. See, see, this, see what I saw. You'll eat who I eat. <laughs> yep. I, I, I really would have liked to have gotten a, little, a few more like pertinent dino facts yes. as opposed to just like, oh, shoot them. Mm-hmm. You know, shoot this one, shoot in the side, but this mm-hmm. one you can shoot anywhere you like. Yeah. This one needs to be flipped over like a turtle. Why aren't you um, helping? I, I would have really liked this, uh, if in a different game where like, if these were scary, like I, mm-hmm. I, this made me really want like a version of the story that was done for terror mm-hmm. because finding these notes and finding these like apocalyptic logs about this creature before you actually run into the creature mm-hmm. is really effective and cool. Yes. Uh, and, and resident evil does it all the time. Mm-hmm. In Dino yeah. crisis, I found that like I would fight the monster, you know, the dinosaur usually, and then I'd find a thing that told me how to kill it, but it was not full of useful tips because I don't, I don't actually think this game is very hard. I no, like, I no. I I, like there's like very little rigor. I don't mm-hmm. need tips. Yeah, you, know, you I point, I, point I, and shoot. Yeah, and like there are even one, you know certain dinosaurs that say you absolutely need to do this process to kill them, or you need mm-hmm. to have a powerful enough weapon that gets through through their armor, and you're fine because you're gonna you're gonna get one of those a third of the way through the game, and you have unlimited money to power it. Uh, yeah. but, you know that said, both of us played it on normal. As a normal mode, this is exceptionally breezy. Yeah, yeah. The the normal is probably an easy mode. Yeah. On a traditional Resident Evil game. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, like I get, you're supposed to play it over and over and get better scores and stuff, and that's just mm-hmm. not the type of gamer I am. Nope. Um, if you collect all the dino files, not only do you learn nothing about dinosaurs, <laughs> but you also get uh, infinite ammo, which you effectively already have anyway. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yep. Oh gosh! Um, at several points in the story, you do uh, play little mini games. Uh, most of the time, these are um, like little like rail shooting kind of things. If not rail shooting, like you're manning a heavy cannon and like trying to shoot dinosaurs to like cover somebody. Uh, I generally yeah. like am a fan of these. Like like these are good variety. Yeah, breaks up the pacing. Uh, adds like a lot of arcade energy to this. Like specifically, this reminded me of like. Let's go jungle. The mm-hmm. uh the Sega Love Tester dinosaur shooting <laughs> uh arcade game. Mm-hmm. Um once you beat the game you get access to the Dino Coliseum. <laughs> which is a VR <laughs> training mission. <laughs> yep. Which is and Dino Duel, which is a dinosaur fighting game. Mm-hmm. Uh where you fight the different dinosaurs from the game, you get their moveset and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh that 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 is a fun, funny idea. Yes. Um yeah, and it, like it reminded me when I was reading about this, they said, "Oh, it's similar to Jurassic Park Warpath." Uh, Jurassic Park Warpath would be a fun one to do on Epic Suffering, Gary. Yeah, I haven't thought about Jurassic Park Warpath in quite a while. <laughs> Who has? I, I I I love Jurassic Park. I mean, Trespasser is obviously the big yes. Jurassic Park game that we have in the you know the the bucket for that that thing, and we just have to be careful because eventually, at some point, we're going to be we're just going to talk about Jurassic Park mm-hmm. during it, and like I can talk about. Jurassic Park. That's a very good movie. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, I, lo- I, I like that franchise. I'm way into dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. The a weird thing about this game was it made me, uh, I at some point along the line, I got sick of it. Like, I don't like killing dinosaurs. I like dinosaurs. Yeah, so yeah. So I was like, at all these peaceful dinos, especially the Triceratops, who mm-hmm. were just like, they had a legitimate grievance. Yeah. You know, I thought they did. I wanted, like, a dino arbitration. Like, <laughs> restorative dino, dino, dino justice. Court. <laughs> yeah. I wanted, to, I wanted to, this is a dino crisis of justice. Yeah. I, I, I really wanted to, to help them instead of kill them. Yeah. I wanted to say that this is a horrible misunderstanding, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> like, you are a good mother. Yeah. 
Triceratops. It's yeah. also my favorite dinosaur. So that's a good dinosaur. It's really, really good. Yeah, I'm a good dinos. Um, so this game is goofy nonsense. Like we're going to, you know, talk about the individual beats. What this ultimately adds up to, like the story for this. I mean, you nailed it when you said sci-fi original. Um, yeah, you know. And I don't necessarily need this to be like especially heady, you know, like, no. yeah, if it was going to be bad, this is the way to be bad. Like yes. it, it's, it's not boring, <clears throat> mm-hmm. you know, it, it's, I was a little bit disappointed with how little story there was. Yes. Um, the connective tissue in this game is really weird. This ends up, the rhythm of this is very modal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very like watch a pretty short cutscene and then go through a lot of combat hallways, maybe do some grinding. Like you spend most of your time just shooting dinos, Yeah, you know, and once you actually know the story, it's uh, like basically dead simple. Like all the complex, you know, incident and complication happens all in one cutscene at the end. Right. Like near the end, everything mm-hmm. up until that point is just feckless idiots who cut their own hair, like not knowing <laughs> what to do. <laughs> Let's talk about these haircuts. I can't, I, I can't handle Dylan's. D- Dylan's D- haircut's Dylan's amazing. Pain, like, yeah, it, 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 his 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 haircut is the haircut of like if you were making a cartoon, you would give it to somebody to show that they were a hayseed who just fell off of the turnip truck. It it is big hayseed energy, <laughs> but he's like a big thick neck commando as well. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just real. It's 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 clings. Yeah, you know, and everybody's got that that haircut and then like when you run into the the time travel teen she's got that weird <laughs> face as well yeah like the ladies have okay haircuts the men yes. have horrible haircuts but it, it's not nobody looks cool in this mm-hmm. in an incredible way like this is you know dante right like dante is supposed to be a dork like kind of adorkable but you think that he's like oh okay this is still somebody's idea of cool yeah if this is somebody's idea of cool like good fucking night because yeah. <laughs> The, I don't this know, crew is one of the least cool crews we've ever seen. I don't know that you can fix that, that misapprehension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you make a, a crew of, like, an entire crew of people less cool than Rebecca Chambers? <laughs> like, every single one of them. But I, you know, I, I said this on Twitter and said it's a line from Aquid, but that doesn't happen by not trying. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep. Like, yeah. Regina was like... Uh, uh, People thought Regina was going to be like a new Laura Croft. Yes. You know, people were very horny for Regina. So, like, I can imagine them trying to give her a supporting cast that was, mm-hmm. like, also sexy in some way. But it's just like a couple of seven-year-old boys giving each other high fives. <laughs> and then and then Nell is also there. <laughs> you know, and that's our crew. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. High five bros with bonus Nell. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just, like, Regina, you can do better, sister. Yeah. I mean, you know, it might be a contrast thing. You know, it might be like... Like, uh, uh, you know, the bride wants to look good. So the, so the bridesmaids have to wear the tacky dresses. Yeah. yeah. Like the wing, wingmen. Yes. That she has around her mm-hmm. to look, you know. <laughs> uh, the voice acting is, uh, you know, charming. The, the, the dialogue mm-hmm. vintage Capcom, I highlighted a couple of lines. Uh, the music is really all over the place here. There are some tracks that are really good and there are some others that sound that like would not have been out of place on the Resident Evil director's cut analog edition. Just yeah. really like just wildly like, we, like clashing keys and stuff that doesn't really happen on any, on any meter. It's, it's yeah. weird. <laughs> 
<laughs> pretty dissonant and random. I, I ended up, uh, since a portion of this game was grindy, mm-hmm. I ended up, uh, listening, you know, putting on a YouTube. Yeah, play this yeah. in an emulator mm-hmm. for most of it to kind of scoot through. So I ended up missing a lot of the music. I don't feel, you know, like that's, that's not great, but I got a, I got a taste of it. Yeah. The safe room music yeah. is, I think the, uh, the highlight here. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, let's talk about the series a little bit. Uh, so Dino crisis was created by Shinji Mikami. Uh, he directed and produced the, uh, the, the first game, which as we said, like it's a more traditional survival horror game. You have like limited mm-hmm. resources, like, you know, you can only carry 30 bullets at a time and it takes 10 of them to take down one Raptor. So like imagine if, you know, just zombies were a much more mobile, much more menacing threat that could like follow you around. Like it's I, still it's still actiony, it's still empowering, but it's a lot. You probably played it a lot more recently than I have because mm-hmm. I played it when it was contemporary. Yes, my memory is that Dino Crisis One placed a lot of emphasis on the difference between like trank mm-hmm. ammunition and deadly ammunition. Yeah, so you were encouraged to just like knock out a dinosaur to get past it, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know eliminating dinosaurs. Yes, so yeah. there's a lot of like dodging dinos in the hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I streamed this like four years ago, something like that. Mm-hmm. Had a good time. And like, don't like, don't get it twisted. That is an incredibly goofy game as well. Like at the end, you fight. <laughs> you're riding on like a raft, and you're going down the river fighting a T Rex, who to all the world looks like he is um, gliding across the surface of the water because his tail is spinning like a propeller. Pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty yeah. good. Uh, uh, but, uh, but you know, the, the, this, this takes that and goes, uh, g- g- goes even further. Um, I, I, I think it would, I, like I said it earlier, better to be cool to do Dino Crisis one at some point. It's an interesting game. Yeah. Um, for this one, the director's chair was handed to, uh, to Shu Takumi, uh, who was the mm-hmm. scenario planner for the first game, kind of came up with the overall story there. Uh, Takumi, if you know his name at all, it's because immediately after this, he went and did Ace Attorney and Ghost Trick. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which he wrote, which is really wild, mm-hmm. you know, because it, it's uh, <clears throat> those, those these games couldn't be more different, right? Than that, like those games have a goofy stupidity to them. Mm-hmm. Not Ghost Trick as much, but like these attorney games are about to a degree about like lovable feckless morons. Yes, you know, uh, and it's just they're a thousand times more competent than this. Yeah, like this this doesn't. I mean, it is on purpose, right? But mm-hmm. it's also it's hard it's hard to tell for me like knowing the line of this yeah yeah like how much does it matter if it's intentionally bad like it's still this thing even if it's enjoyable like it you know the second you start stacking it up to other stuff it it, it appears like a compromised product right yeah it it, it doesn't i don't think it like ultimately matters whether Mm -hmm. it was intentional to the experience but it does matter in terms of thinking about this dude's career arc Mm mm-hmm you know, like when you're playing it, it's like, well, it, it's funny. It doesn't matter if it was meant to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like, then this guy going out and making like Ace Attorney, which are games that are, uh, sometimes intentionally funny, mm-hmm. you know, like, like have jokes. There are jokes in, in Dino Crisis too. <laughs> you're just laughing because like the two bros gave each other a high five and said, this is a, you know, that's not women's work. Let's go do it. And then he like turns a knob and is like, hell yeah, brother. And then gives you a high five for turning a knob. Like it's, it's, it doesn't have the cadence of something that is self-aware to me mm-hmm. or at least like into degrees. Yes. So I was very surprised to find out this dude went on to do Ace Attorney. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, the shift toward arcade action for the sequel here was really intentional. I love this line. So the, the producer mm-hmm. of the game said the theme for the game is the exhilaration of defeating a succession of dinosaurs. Yes. It's very funny. <laughs> Which if you translate to that, if you translate that to Latin, that is, uh, my, uh, that is on my family's crest. Yeah. It's a good, uh, it is good. I mean, except for dinosaurs are good. Well, yes. Yeah. Got to support them. I didn't know if, a dinosaur, um, if a dinosaur's in your house, what are you going to do, Gary? Come on. Huh? I would, I would, uh, I would see what it needed. I would okay. address the concerns in its community. Okay. Um, that's the right they, answer. We, they, you passed, they, they you didn't, passed my uh, test. You know, they didn't, they didn't bring themselves back. <laughs> you know? Um, the, uh, so this also has a return, uh, to pre-rendered backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Um, Dino Crisis 1 had fully 3D scenes. It's a PS1 generation thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre-rendered backgrounds are going to look good. Full 3D scenes are going to look clunky and empty. Yeah. So I think this is uh, definitely better. Right. Um, and also, like, it, you know, if they're going to make a game that is as snappy as this, having the weird wobbly architecture that, you, that you're expected to, like, move around um, visually kind of, I think, would, would, would take away some of the crispness present here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there would be two sequels after this, although the first one and the one that is a direct sequel is not labeled as such. Um, mm-hmm. Dino Stalker, a game that I forgot about and never realized was part of this series. Uh, it's a light gun game that was part of the gun survivor series from Capcom. So like, mm-hmm. you know, Resident Evil Survivor, Dead Aim, all of that. Here's one about Dino Crisis for the PS2. Uh, it picks up after the cliffhanger ending of this, um, except you play as a time-displaced soldier from World War II, rescued moments yeah. from his death. Yeah. <laughs> I I, uh, I tweeted this, so I'm repeating a tweet. That's fine. I wish this series had been called Timosaurus Rex. <laughs> what if this had been called Timosaurus Rex? <laughs> you know? Or yeah. like Chronosaur. Chronosaur would be amazing. Oh my god. Yeah. Because yeah. I mean, that's basically what what's going on here is we're dealing with Chronosaurs. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Gary, we all exist in time. So saying a dinosaur yeah. that exists in time is a Chronosaur. That's. I mean, it, it's redundant. It's a displaced. <laughs> okay. Okay. Chronosaur. Okay. A dinosaur I'm out not, of time I'm not a is a Chronosaur. Sapien. You trying to call me a Chronosapien? Chronosapien is also really good. <laughs> I know. I want to see. I want to see fire the, this morning. I want to see the cover. The cover for Chronosapien as like a seventies, uh, like a seventies paperback. <laughs> yeah, Dolph Lundgren in Chronosapien. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Rutger Hauer is <laughs> the Chronosapien. The Chronosapien. Oh, <laughs> fuck. That is so good. That, <laughs> does, does that exist? <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, 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 my uh, Chronosapien appears to be a, uh, a species in the, uh, in the, uh, kids television series Ben 10. Oh, fuck. I know, right? I, I need to stop dreaming Ben 10 dreams. <laughs> I keep picking up plot points from Ben 10 in my sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, Jesus. uh, Dino Crisis 3 came out as well. Uh, I think it's on the Xbox, the first Xbox. Yeah, it was exclusive to that. Um, Totally tangentially related to the rest of the series. It takes place in the future on a space station. Yeah. So they they might have lost the plot a little bit. Just a bit. I think the final final boss is a, like, genetically modified two-headed gigantosaurus who's also a robot. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, they had to keep uh, keep up in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 
the uh, also I just as a quick note because there's nowhere else to put this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played this on an emulator. That's how I'd I'd recommend it. Mm-hmm. Um, I had it full screened for a little while. Okay. So it stretched it, and I it looks kind of normal for Dylan. He just looks like a beef boy. Mm-hmm. And then when Regina came up, it was very funny because I was like, "This is unusually fucking thick <laughs> for like a Capcom PS1 model." Yeah. Like yeah. was Regina the torrid version of Jill? <laughs> You know, in, in this uh, version, and then I realized what you know what, what had been happening. I like I like I the like, idea. Okay. <laughs> I like the idea that like this is your version of Regina is like the the failed screen print that Marge brought home of her face on a shirt. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, except like generally way thicker. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a. Uh, it was very funny. <laughs> that was very funny uh, to me. Oh, man. Love Thick Regina. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Uh, this, this should be a pretty, fairly breezy episode. Yeah. Um, I, I found that like, I mean, you, your experience might be different that like Mm -hmm. a lot of the encounters were like, oh, Hey, there's, there's a hallway with this different kind of shaped Raptor. Yeah. Also goes down really quickly to my electricity gun. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. That's mostly what my notes turn into. If I remark on them at all, most of the time I'm, I am making notes here about like the time a new, a new dinosaur shows up. Yeah. So it's so. pretty typical for this show, but it's, it's, you know, even maybe more than most games we do, there are dino crisis ass encounters and hallways mm-hmm. uh, in this game where it's just like, yeah, shoot, great distance. You know, mm-hmm. it's probably worth talking a little bit uh, when we start introducing those dinosaurs about like kind of combat generalities. Yeah. yeah. Because there, there are uh, sets of kind of tactics that work for almost every dinosaur, mm-hmm. which is uh, spacing. Um, taking advantage of invincibility frames when you climb up or down a ladder, mm-hmm. uh, and the dinosaur having to follow you, yeah. and then counters uh, again with the weird Devil May Cry DNA in this. If you shoot a dinosaur right before it attacks you, you get a counter, mm-hmm. uh, and you can interrupt their attack. So they're actually kind of like parries in this dinosaur shooting game, yeah, which is really weird. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, like I, I had fun playing chicken with their attacks. Yeah, I mean that's basically what you do. There's no not a lot of defensive vocabulary. You know, you can you move around quicker than you do in Resident Evil, but there's no dodge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so so you're basically you know uh, shoot the dinosaur, run away, put some space, shoot the dinosaur, mm-hmm. run away, put some space. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so starting with the intro here, this takes place one year after the events of the first game. First game took place in 2009. Uh, this one takes place mm-hmm. in uh, 2010. Um, 2009 was the third energy incident. Basically, researchers were trying to find an infinite source of energy and oops, they opened a time warp, um, and yep. shifted some stuff around. Uh, the research was banned, but it got taken to, uh, somewhere in the Midwest outside of a place called Edward City. Uh, they skipped yep. over all the precautions and whoops, whole town disappeared. Edward City has such huge, like, 
Capcom naming an American town in their GTA. <laughs> like Steveton. Yeah. You know, or something like that. Like, it's so weird. Hi, I'm from Bob, uh, New York. Yeah. <laughs> you know, from Robertsville. Uh, so the, this military boat is sent in uh, and goes in through the warp. Uh, and out comes Dylan. Uh, and he he narrates the rescue mission. Mm-hmm. Um, as we mentioned, he has hayseed hair. Uh, imagine if like you all the hair on the sides and back of your head, mm-hmm. you gelled really close to your head, and then just had individual like skater strands going down the side, but only a couple inches. Yeah, like the the way the, the way that I read it, it was almost like the sides and back of his head were completely shaved, like razor shaved, and then he had taken just scissors and grabbed clumps of it to go around like in a circle. So it's like he has like a it's it's like he's wearing a shaggy yarmulke. Yeah, yeah, like a bull <laughs> haircut but with thinning hair. Yeah, you know, almost like he just his hair is not thick enough mm-hmm. for a true bull right. uh, haircut. It's uh, it's really ill-advised. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're only making a point of it because you have to look at it roughly half the time. Yeah, like a lot. <laughs> and it's just, you know, well, well, yeah, it's, it's fucking re- dorky. It's remarkable. You know, it's, it's remarkable. Yeah, yeah it's, it's an amazing uh, haircut. Um, you They arrive at this, uh, this base camp, uh, but uh-oh, dinosaurs attack. Mm-hmm. Um, a huge swarm of lost raptors. Uh, and then they run away, but of course, because it's a cliche kind of thing, like they're not scared of trat. Mm-hmm. They're scared of uh, the T-Rex that has shown up. Yes. Uh, so Dylan and Regina, Rena, Regina, who, you know, was a survivor of the first game, uh, they kind of, like, run when their team member, I think, uh, Bob? David? Is this? David. Bob. Yeah, there we go. It's not Bob. It might be yeah. David. This guy also has a lot of fashion going on. <laughs> uh, he wears a cowboy hat and has, like, a Prince Valiant mm-hmm. haircut under a cowboy hat. Yeah. He's, like, something in a rootin' tootin', <laughs> rootin tootin' royalty. Like, <laughs> it's, it's very funny. I'm the king of the rodeo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, He's but, also but... our Mike. He's going to show up in a helicopter and yep. a little bit later and really save the day. Yeah. So. But, uh, but David, uh, you know, fires a rock. Pocket at this uh, at this T Rex uh, doesn't take it down. It just blows out its eye, uh, and this is going to be our uh, kind of you know a nemesis for us. It's going to show up at certain points. It's yes. going to like move uh, to move the plot along. Uh, but as uh, you know, Regina and Dylan are running, they fall off the cliff, like down into the down into this jungle pathway. Yeah, uh, and this is where we we start. Uh, where Regina and Dylan are there, and uh, Dylan goes, and uh, he's kind of sexist and condescending throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. There's a weird sexist undertone to all the men in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, through cutting uh, this door with his machete, and then she tries to own him about the machete, which doesn't make sense. Yep. As you mentioned earlier, uh, you know, she goes over to a door and zaps it with a, a stun baton, mm-hmm. and he cuts it through, and this is a, them splitting up. Yes. Uh, we start as Dylan in the jungle. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, you're introduced right Not away. Dylan to... in the movies. <laughs> Uh, you're introduced right away here to this new pacing because like the first several screens that you go down, um, are these long jungle paths and like each, each of the, you know, areas has a name, but it's like jungle path one, jungle path two, jungle path three. Like you're supposed to think about this as like a run of like little action tests. Yeah. Stages. Yeah. Yeah, you know, little little arcade stages, mm-hmm. um, and we're introduced to the first dinosaur we fight, raptors. Uh, mm-hmm. Dylan has a shotgun, so he can hit multiple raptors at once. Mm-hmm. Um, and generally, there'll be like two or three on the screen at a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
because it's pre-rendered backgrounds, whenever you adjust to a new camera angle, that is an opportunity for more dinos to respawn mm-hmm. uh, here. So I think the intention is you're supposed to run. Um, once I got to when I was like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, this became really silly. There was like a room on the way into the facility that looks like a diner room to me. Yeah. That for some reason has five camera angles. And every time you switch it, dinos pop out of like places you were just at. Uh huh. It feels like, uh, like secret, like, like the dinos of Tenaldos, like, Tenaldos, like <laughs> they, coming out of the wind walls or something. It, they were hiding in acute angles. Yeah. It, it's incredibly dino rich for like, you survey the room, there's no dinos. <laughs> You switch cameras. Now there's like six full of dinos. Yeah. No, like like a lot of the time the action kind of devolved to me like running or just basically doing a big sweep from one end of the stage to another to get all of them to spawn. Then standing mm-hmm. and um, hammering, just basically alternating the auto aim and fire buttons until yeah. all of them are gone. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Um, yeah. And your your little runs to kind of grind and take out these dinosaurs are limited by your ammo, which you have to recharge at Dave and Buster stations. Mm-hmm. So you are intended to do like little runs and little excursions right. into these zones. Um, something I really like in this early section uh, and actually throughout the whole game is they do other kinds of like bugs and insects and little dinosaurs mm-hmm. that just kind of pop about. Yeah, yeah. That are not enemies. You know, mm-hmm. you'll you'll go into an area and they'll have a bunch of weird flying beetles, and it's just to show you that this is, you know, Jurassic Park times. Yeah, this is the, like this is an ecosystem. It is not yeah. just megafauna which will destroy you. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Uh, your first save room is this water tower, kind of like a treatment area, and you spot this strange woman who runs away and um, will not respond to him when he says, "Hey, I'm here to rescue you." This is going to be a major character. She is dressed very strangely, like has like a like a sci-fi helmet on. Uh, broadly, She's these are called punk. the helmet people. Yes, there it, it yes. is a it is a, a crew of daft punks. Yes, uh, daft teens. <laughs> um, and ostensibly, your idea—the whole reason why you're here—is to rescue civilians. Mm-hmm. The uh, you know, so it makes sense for you to uh, to call out. Yes. Down there. This is where we get our first shopping terminal. Um, and you can buy that. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. The it's like the heavy, gun. heavy gun, heavy cannon. Yeah. Which is extremely good. Um, you have to save up for it at this point, but it's not too hard mm-hmm. to, uh, to get through these runs of those hallways without getting hurt and getting some pretty big bonus points. Yeah. And then there's a rich gets richer thing because as soon as you have that gun, mm-hmm. your combo ability goes up like hugely. Yes. Um, The way that gun works is it creates like a big ball of electricity, probably about like three feet in front of you. Um, You think, okay, that's in a game that where I want to keep distance. How does that work? Well, the way it works is that ball um, has a bigger hitbox than it appears it does. And also it lingers around. So as raptors and other uh, other enemies like move toward you, they're going to run right into it and die very quickly. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, AI to the dinosaurs no. other than just kind of come at you, mm-hmm. you know, so uh, you can use that to your advantage. Yes. Here. Um, there's a door that we can't get to, get into from here. It's sealed off. Uh, there's a sign that says uh, poisonous plants have overrun that area. Mm-hmm. Um, the passage we can go into is to this military <clears throat> facility. Um, and there are, I think these are the Oviraptors or Oviaraptors. Right, right. They're like these a different like color. Of, yeah, yeah, the blue raptors. Uh, not the raptor blue from the most recent Jurassic Park movies, right. but like these are tougher. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, you know it takes like three shots to take him to take him down instead of two. Yep. Yeah. Uh, once we get to the end of the the series of hallways, we get our first kind of like 
set piece encounter here uh, with uh, Winky, the one-eyed T-Rex. <laughs> I think they call him Cyclops in the game, but Winky is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sweet. Uh, he, he breaks in and like, we have to run around these shipping containers kind of going up and down ladders as he tries to chase us and chomp us. I, I found this is like, again, like, I don't, I don't think this is a problem with the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the degree to which this game is easy. Mm-hmm. I was surprised by how breezy the sequence was. Yeah. Like, were you at any point where you like this dinosaur could hurt me? Like, I thought I had to fight him at first, so I ran around his feet, and uh-huh. he just kind of slowly was rotating, like, uh, <laughs> like uh, on a pivot uh-huh. to try to get me. And it was just like I could do this all day, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like bring my family. Uh, yeah, unemployed yeah. dinosaur. <laughs> no, and even if he gets you, like I, I think he uh, like like brushed me with like one of his claws or something. I don't know if he did a bite. You have so many hit points and healing healing items are so abundant that like mm-hmm. you know like there's plenty of room for mistakes even if you treat this you know as a pure escape sequence you know where you're trying to avoid yeah. obstacles like you can you can get dinged a few times before it becomes a problem for you yeah yeah it was just it was very like he was very non-threatening yes. for a t-rex yeah uh to me yeah which uh a non-threatening t-rex does not make for a thrilling action sequence yeah need something other than rex mm-hmm um, the, uh, like tea peasant, <laughs> uh, when you get to the end of this, um, some helmet people pop out, some daft punks mm-hmm. pop out and shoot frisbees at you, uh, very slowly, which you do like slow motion dodges out of the way. Yeah. Uh, there, there's no sense of impact to this stuff. It's very funny. Um, <laughs> and you run into this facility to get away from them. Right. Uh, your safe room is this medical facility near the entrance. Uh, you find a, uh, a key plate, uh, which is a special key and this log from a scientist, uh, kind of giving you the first bit of like exposition here talking about like, yeah, we're displaced in time, but we're also going through kind of a time loop. Like this is the 10th time we've been through this day. So something is really wrong here. Yeah. Time is all broken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, this medical room has a bunch of, uh, corpses lying around and you can tell one of them died in a struggle but the other ones did not mm-hmm. uh, so they died naturally um you dip back outside go through another combat dino hall mm-hmm. uh to get to the hardware storage facility right uh and there's a note here where they talk about this project where they're trying to revive the time gate mm-hmm. and uh there's a really long thing about key cards <laughs> Uh, they have a really complicated key card system. Yeah. There. So, like, the key cards are to be kept in boxes, and the boxes boxes can only be opened by certain colored key plates, and only one of the key plates can be out in a out at a particular time. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So when you grab the key plate, you get locked in. Right. Uh, an alarm goes off, and you get locked in. You have to radio for help mm-hmm. to Regina. They come rescue you. And, and she's for... like, doesn't your machete help? And I'm like, no, it's not vines. Yeah. Like, it, it's, it's a door made of metal. What don't you understand about machetes, Regina? Also, <laughs> you're like, you're on a squad. When somebody radios for you for help, you go and help them, Regina. Yeah. We don't need your tight this... five about how bad machetes are again. This is not You've like... been boring us at the base camp with it. <laughs> this, is, this is not an inconvenience. This is your job, ma'am. I would love it if Dino Crisis 4 happened and we got to learn that Regina's father was killed by, like, a sentient machete or something. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, why why not at this point? Like, a machete with little Google eyes that floats around. Yep. You know, from the from the year 40,000. Mm. Who cares? 
I am the ultimate. I am the ultimate endpoint of evolution. All of mankind's <laughs> endeavors has led to this machete. Mankind has evolved into manchetti. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> this should have been an abject suffering. Uh, let's continue. But like, there's, this is like the most abject suffering ass like game we've done for the show. Yeah. Like, I'm, so, I'm still so into it. I know I'm not. I'm not not into it. It's I just I'm, I'm laughing at it, but yeah. I'm not still laughing. I'm having fun. <laughs> yes. So, <laughs> so we're playing as Regina now. Uh, her starting weapon is a pistol. A little bit less stopping power, mm-hmm. but a lot more ammo. Um, and you know, it's faster can, too. Yeah, faster. Uh, and you take a different path, obviously, because she has sworn off of machetes because of a uh, because of vengeance. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And, like, you can get into the poisonous plant area, but it's a bad idea. Uh, so Yeah, you, you want to get, like, uh, the poisonous plants are uh, susceptible to flames. Mm-hmm. You want to get the, like, a flame weapon right before you go into there. Yeah. Uh, so you get to the research entrance, and this is when you are attacked by uh, by an Allosaurus. Uh, I like these. This is, like, a really good mini-boss encounter uh, for mm-hmm. this. And it's kind of, like, one of the only, like boss encounters you have because anything bigger you end up fighting like in a special you know under special circumstances right yes yeah yeah um yeah mini boss is a good way to put it Mm -hmm. uh they're kind of coded as like a small Mm t-rex basically um and you get a little dino file beforehand that talks about how his head is helmeted so uh he's gonna charge at you you want to get to his sides Mm mm-hmm to do damage, uh, yeah. especially with Regina's weapon. Right. And uh, you get points yeah. for every uh, attack yep. that you land on its side. So, Yep. Uh, and this is, uh, when you first run into him, you are in an area with, like, stairs and elevation changes, which mm-hmm. you can take advantage of yeah. uh, every time those show up. So, again, you're invincible while climbing ladders, mm-hmm. uh, and the dinosaur has to jump up. So it, it's basically out of commission while it considers and, and you know, decides to jump up. Right. Uh, and you can jump down when it jumps up so you can, yep. you know, kind of keep it, keep it locked in that, uh, in that animation. Uh, something that's kind of mm-hmm. a bummer about this for me. So though I do like the smaller, uh, creatures that are around when you come into a stage, the bugs that swarm you are a real issue. Uh, yeah, they, don't, yeah. they don't do damage, but they will, um, they, they will stagger you as they bite. And there's very little in the way of like precise attacks through melee that will like deal with them. Yeah, they're like a hazard. Yeah, you know, and and in a game where like you're meant to kind of be out in the hallway shooting dinos for sport, mm-hmm. in this it's very strange. Yes, as a choice. So like this isn't this was what I was referring to earlier, but yeah, these things suck. Uh, agreed. Yeah. Um, you get to the research facility uh, here, and uh, you get to this little control shack in there, which has a save room, and has a note saying that the flame launcher weapon can be used to uh, clear the poisonous plants. From the infested area. Mm-hmm. So I think you, you can buy it at this point. Bit. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and that just uh, is this like you just shoot the plants. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is it is pretty easy. It reminds me the way that they're laid out reminds me of the poison spitting statues from the Black Gulch. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How they're kind of like, like arrayed on the sides. The side. Yeah. Yeah. Like walk along the sides and shoot them perpendicularly mm-hmm. to avoid having them shoot at you. Yes. Yeah. Um, when you leave the shack, the helmet people attack. 
um, all, you know, Regina is able to use her, uh, her stun gun to like knock their frisbee projectiles out of the sky. They move to mm-hmm. run and like jump across this bridge that's out. But one of them, uh, kind of trips and, you know, and, and, and hangs. Regina rescues her and unmasks her. She's a, a, a young girl. Um, this mm-hmm. is our, this is our Nell person. None, none of these helmet people can speak English. We're going to learn why. And it is one of the stupidest things I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. They're, they're raised, they're raised by computers to think they're dinosaurs, basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, yeah, somebody said the Dr. Venture learning about the dinosaur. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's really stupid. Uh, yep. Uh, this Nell character is exceedingly stupid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh! Um, yeah. Uh, so, what do you do so, with a with a preverbal teenager? You yeah. you drag her into a shack and you you handcuff her to a yep. pipe. Yep. She won't talk, uh, so you you're just like, well, yeah. pipe for you. Yep. Uh, and you cuff her. Have you ever seen Black Snake Moan? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have you ever seen Misery? The um. So when you go back out into the jungle, there are now uh, pterodons mm-hmm. uh, outside, and these things these things suck. I agree with you. Yeah, uh, they you have auto aim in this, uh-huh. so it seems like you should be you know dialed yeah. for things, but uh, was not the case. A, a, a flying enemy does not work with this camera. Oftentimes, they are like you can just see their shadows around. Um, yeah. and you, it's it's impossible to be sure like if they are in a point in their flight arc where they're like standing still as opposed to moving um mm-hmm. these do not get manageable until like later on when you get the uh the homing missile yes yeah yeah um so you go and you clear the poison spore thing as we mentioned you go to the side um there's a place that you need a gas mask to get to this missile silo mm-hmm. there's more poison more poison there but you can just go to this uh second poison place to make your way to the military facility mm-hmm. um in the background there's this like like lovely little field area you walk by and you see some peaceful triceratops minding their own business mm-hmm. walking along in the background. They're going to have a bad day. Yes. Everybody's going to have a bad day, but at least yeah, now gonna... it is majestic. <laughs> they're they're going to be singing tears in heaven here. Soon <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh Jesus. Uh, so you get to the military facility. This is where you uh, came with Dylan before. This is where he got trapped. Um, and you can run to Dylan, uh, where, where he is locked up, grab the key plate, uh, and then, you know, use your stun gun as a, as a key to get into the control room where you can do the swapperoo to get what you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there's a machine for the key plates. Only one can be taken at a time, you know, so you're just trading colors. Yeah. Um, you swap the black one in for the blue one here and that will get Dylan out. I uh, free Dylan. He's like, what took you so long? <laughs> you know? Well, there's and, lots of dinosaurs, Regina's- Dylan. Yeah, there's tons of dinos, Dylan. And also, I found this woman that I chained to a yeah. pipe. Want to go check She's her out? She's starving now. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you want to check out this this cool thing I got? Yeah. Um, you know, so you head back. Uh, you know, the woman is not responsive. She's just struggling. Uh, and then Dylan comes in and gets Regina's attention. Like, hey, our ship that we took here has been all wrecked up. Yeah. Uh, and the activator for the gate is busted, along with our engine activator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we're stranded here. We need some parts at the very least to get the to get the ship going. Um, yeah, this is one of the worst rescue missions. Like, very little rescuing happens during this <laughs> thing. They immediately get in trouble. Yep, and just start worrying about how to get out. I I love the cutscene where they where they decide. Yeah, the rescue mission's off. 
yeah, all these people are dead. We fucked up. Oh, well. Yep. Uh, that's why pencils have erasers. Let's go. <laughs> oh, geez. Um, so Regina says, hey, cuff the young woman again. She's going to go uh, to this facility that we haven't seen. We're playing as Dylan. Um, and, uh, we're going to go get the, get the starter battery that we need. Dylan goes to cuff the girl, um, our little, little, little dino now, and she immediately becomes like fascinated with him. She does like lovey chirps and like, like, like goes to feel his yeah. face and stuff. It It's, I don't, it's very like modern uwu to me. <laughs> it's like the lovey chirps. Like it was made me think of someone pretending to be a cat. Ooh. You know, Ooh. a lot. Yeah. Like that, that's what, that's what I was thinking of. And, and for people who are like, I imagine our, most of our demographic don't know what Nell is. No. Uh, Nell no. is a Jodie Foster movie about a uh, woman who never learned to talk, who's mm-hmm. kind of animalistic, who lives in a shed, like a, a shed, if I recall, or a cabin. Yeah. Uh, she, she's isolated out in the woods and like she develops her own language. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so th- that's kind of, this woman has big Nell energy. Right. She's kind of like, Headpats, you know, like <laughs> touching on <laughs> Dylan uh, here. Yeah, uh, she so. feels an affinity to him for a reason that is very dumb. Yep, what did I get to? <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, we go off the ship and we're back on these jungle pathways. Uh, this is where you have. More frequent allosauruses, uh, though Dylan's mm-hmm. uh, weapon loadout is more uh, more suited to taking them out, um, and you can also see the uh, the the Cyclops T Rex like lumbering around in the background of one screen, like it's kind of like stalking you. Yeah, it's a super nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, you get to the uh, research facility, and there's a vine covered door that Regina couldn't get through for ideology <laughs> so, reasons. Yeah, yeah. Yes, <laughs> if only she would. Yeah, if only she was here to see this. <laughs> you uh, use uh, a cutting implement, which is forbidden. <laughs> Uh, to get through, when you go through, uh, into this, uh, mezzanine, this overgrown with vines, we get the, uh, the, uh, Ovira raptors, mm-hmm. uh, which are poison spitting dinosaurs. They don't look like the, uh, Diapophosaurus or what yeah. have you from Jurassic Park. They don't find uh, out their they necks. Do, yeah. Yeah. No, no neck fans, but they do hawk poison at you. Yeah. Uh, this is the only projectile, um, dinosaur yeah. in the game, I think so. Yeah. Fortunately, they're small um, and weak. Super weak. They go by really quick. And, and one of the things I think is kind of disappointing in this game is that there aren't very many, like, dino mix-ups. Right. You know, like, it would have been interesting to have these guys providing cover for, you know, an Allosaurus mm-hmm. or something. Uh, but there's, you know, they, basically there's, like, not very much dino miscegenation right. going on. Yeah. No. Um, that's, a, that's a weird way to phrase that. <laughs> Intermarrying. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I've taken multiple dino wives. <laughs> uh, so deeper inside, uh, kind of past this area, you find you find this log um, about the researchers who are trapped here. They like they can't even attempt to start building a time gate to get home because they just do, they just don't have the instruments that they need. Uh, yeah. You know, one of them entrants like, "Hey, we need to get to this missile silo through that poison zone." If we have, if we want any hope of getting home, like that's where all of, that's where all the good stuff is. Yep. Uh, we run into another note here where they start talking about compies. We've seen compies around. Mm-hmm. Also one of my favorite dinosaurs. Love it. Uh, and they talk about how, uh, they've been making pro- you know, problems for everybody because they steal shiny, shiny objects like birds. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course this immediately happens as soon as you read the note, you had to open this uh, locked door and a copy comes down and steals your card. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this starts a little like multi-room segment where you have to chase 
and corral this compy. So the only place that it has to run is into a cage. Yep. Um, I, 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 I kind of like this, like that, like this yeah, was fun to think cute. through, think through because mm-hmm. like it moves through these vents that can only close from one side. So you have to like plan the way that you're going to corral it. Otherwise it gets out. It's neat. Yeah. Yeah. I like this too. And it, it it's, this game is not real full up on puzzles. Right. You know, uh, this would have been good as a puzzle, even in like a Resident Evil game. Like this is, yeah. a, you know, which is also a series that doesn't have great puzzles, but mm-hmm. this is, uh, this is pretty good. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, when we get the key back from our little thief, we can use this to get into the precision lab where we find the starter battery and a note about the helmet, uh, people, Mm -hmm. um, they're not from Edward city, so they must be from another time period. Right. Which I thought they looked like future people anyway. Uh, you know, it's like, oh, time travels about these people are from the future. Yes. I don't have space frisbees. Um, and they do. So, Yeah. 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 Uh, so you can go back to the ship, but the girl went away. Uh, she, yep. she has flown the coop, uh, and Regina kind of echoes something that that note said that like, Hey, I ran her vitals, her biometrics. It doesn't match anybody in the database of missing people. Like she is unaccounted for. Yes. She's not from Edwardton or what have you. Um, we try to pilot the ship to this new location, but a bunch of dinosaurs emerge from the water, uh, in front of us. And we do this rail shooting, uh, segment to get to the third energy facility, mm-hmm. uh, shooting mostly underwater dinosaurs with long necks yeah, that have like kind of like the coating of like a kraken or a, a hydra. Yeah, I'm yeah. just like, oh, is this a, is this a hydra? <laughs> no, they're just plesiosaurs that are swimming very fast to keep up with you, and you just have to yeah. pop them as they go. Yeah, and they're yeah. hanging out together. They're bonded <laughs> plesiosaurs. Yeah. Uh, so this gets you to the third energy facility. Uh, you're going to be playing as Regina here and you, uh, pretty much right away have to make this long run along these docks. These long necked plesiosaurs are here, just kind of hanging out off to the side. They initially seem very threatening. However, they go down in just a couple of shots. And this ended up being yeah. a place where I did a lot of farming to get some of the new weapons that you have here, a heavy machine gun and also a, uh, a homing rocket launcher. Yeah. Homing rocket launcher is very good. Yes. Um, in this area, you find this note on this, uh, dead soldier's body where he dropped his key in the spring by a waterfall and his data disc was taken by one of the helmet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we go back to the jungle to try to get the key and shake it loose from this leaf in order to proceed. Right. So a dumb little backtracking thing. Like you have to go pretty far into that area yeah. just to get a thing to move forward in the third energy facility. I, I if I was, yeah. you know, if I was giving them a note, I would say, no, this is no good. Yeah. If this game was five hours long, I couldn't handle this. <laughs> the fact that it's three, three hours and 45 minutes. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, so you can go in and you get to the control room. Another file here says like, Hey, uh, some mechanics from Edward city came in to repair our underwater generator here. Third energy being just the kind of infinite energy source that they, uh, you know, that powers this whole venture. Uh, uh, however, they have gone missing. This generator is basically the only lifeline that the, that the castaways have. Um, and also the mechanics who went down there and disappeared have the only key card into Edward city, which is, uh, seems like a really big oversight to me. Yeah. They should have made more than one key card for that. Yeah. 
Uh, like I wouldn't feel comfortable living in a house that only had one key to the front door. Mm -mm. Like accident, (laughs) not just one key that you had, but nobody else has a key. Uh, it's also, I think, isn't this the lore note that ends with the really grim thing where the guy's like, I wish this, this, uh, reactor would just explode. Yeah. <laughs> Is that this, this one? He, he doesn't say, I wish it would just explode. He just say, like, he think, I think he says, I wish it would break so we wouldn't be tormented by the hope of a possibility that we could get home. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really wants this reactor to go up. Right. Uh, it's, it's weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's how he ends his, his letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, very surprising to me. Um, yeah. Uh, so the, this key in this control room allows you to open this utility box, uh, on this boat that is outside and it has a code to the underwater elevator, which is two, three, five, zero, uh, not a reference as far as I know. Nope. Um, and we go into this underwater section. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> doing this whack-a-mole thing first. Like we have to do this, like using our stun knife to make sure all the buttons stay pressed. Yeah. Something uh, like that. Like this is a fine idea, but it, like it is a very bad use for tank controls that were You know, you know that don't make me use tank controls for something that is both time sensitive and requires precision. Yeah, and uh, what uh, uh, what on earth does this emulate? You know, like what what is this? I don't know. Uh, as a thing, you know. Yeah, no clue. <laughs> very very surprising yeah so. Uh, so you pop on the diving suit and you get underwater uh you have new weapons for this you have like a needle gun as your first as your primary um weapon that you start out with you also have like a uh like a like a shock i, I don't even know mm-hmm. what, like what it's supposed to be it's like a shock gauntlet kind of thing that does a close-up thing but also like pushes you backwards when you do it uh mm-hmm. and that is a problem because when you're down here this is like a platforming area yeah yeah. Uh, yeah. It's very strange that you can do platforming in this diving suit. Mm-hmm. Um, as you head down here, this to me was the only area of this game that gave me any real tension or anything. Yes. Because I find it spooky to be underwater. Mm-hmm. Like threats can come from any angle. And these under underwater like uh, crocodile dinosaurs can kind of come from any area to attack. Yeah. Um, so I, I ended up finding this actually a little spooky. Mm-hmm. And you're also is, moving uh, very slow. You feel disempowered in a game that is yeah. entirely about about empower, uh, empowerment. Yep. Yeah. It's a little yeah. spooky. Mm-hmm. Um, the maintenance people down here have left a note about their procedures. Um, they basically left themselves in, and there's a crack in this important pillar down here right. that we can uh, break with a good enough weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that weapon is something we need to buy. Um, of, of course, points are free, so it doesn't matter. It's called mm-hmm. a, an aqua grenade. It's a little grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I love the gigantic door that uh, we can't get into because there's a tiny little sign on a chain there. Yeah. I know that's like complaining about a waist high wall, but like that is an especially egregious example to me. There's a velvet rope. <laughs> a velvet We're rope. We're not invited. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we get the aqua grenade. Um, and we do some more kind of platforming down here to get the items we need. Uh, platforming is very weird mm-hmm. in a fixed camera tank control game. Yeah. Like yeah. it's not super demanding, but it does, it is awkward. And I can't think of very many games that do that. I can only think of one, um, like only one that we did over blood. Uh, we did that on Epic Suffering. That's the yeah. only one of those I can, think, I can think of that has a, that has a jump like that. And um, even then, like you weren't really doing platforming. You just kind mm-hmm. of could jump. Yeah. At least in the, the, you know, the place where I got to in that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. and here, like you, like your jump is mostly vertical. There's not a lot of horizontal to it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, once you get to the end of the, you get some, uh, the end of this platforming section, you can blow up the pillar to create a platform using mm-hmm. the awkward grenade. Yeah. Um, and in this reactor room, the plesiosaur attacks the actual plesiosaur. And now that you're underwater, it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it is, it is dangerous. It's really big, but we have aqua, aqua grenades. Yeah. And there's also uh, like a lot water. of <laughs> grenade means grenade. Uh, there's also a lot of healing items just kind of laying around. It's very low stakes, mm-hmm. uh, but also it's like a yeah. cool encounter. You know, like you said, yeah. being underwater is inherently tense. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like this. This is gigantic um, too. Like something that is just generally good about this is when a when a dinosaur is big, you feel it. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, it does have that a little bit of that sense of scale to it. Mm-hmm. You know that you want. Um, this gets you the Edward City key card. Uh, you can take this elevator back to the surface uh, here to get to the city gates. Yeah, um, you go onto the ship and Dylan meets you. Um, he's like, how is the water? And you're like, I don't recommend the diving at this resort. Like, you know, they're just having fun. These two virgins are having fun. Like, they're, 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 like absolutely like, like no sexual tension in this like room, you know, a romantic relationship between these dorks. Um, and we get a radio call from our teammate, David. Uh, he didn't die. David is the one Prince Valiant with the cowboy hat. Uh, but he's stuck, he's cut off by, uh, static. And he was the one who went to the city to try to rescue people while you fussed around and got right, points. Right. No, I mean, to be fair, we did, we did fall off of a small hill. So yeah. So we're at the gates to Edward city, but we can't get in right away there's a little bit of space we have to cover as Dylan. We're going to go through some, uh, <laughs> go through some volcano caves. Sure. Uh, and uh you're gonna want to pick up some of some of these weapons here. Uh you unlock the anti tank cannon, which is Dylan's like best gun that isn't a rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. Um it's super satisfying to just fucking obliterate things with that. Um yeah. and you have a sidearm here, which is a mine gun, uh, which is actually going to be a key that we need to use. Yes. Right. Yeah. Um you get uh, out of this maintenance area into the forest um and we see a yellow triangle uh tree which is apparently david's mark like yeah. you talk about it, it's like it's david's symbol and david's <laughs> symbol else. is like a shitty triangle like if <laughs> if, if a four-year-old drove a, drew a triangle with their non-dominant hand uh-huh that's prince david the cowboy uh his signal um, uh all hail y'all yeah yeah <laughs> so so we had to we had to follow these uh these signals mm-hmm. here uh on and the way forward to follow them is through uh, a volcano yeah because why not why not you know uh you got to blow up this uh you know calcium rock uh to get in frustratingly these are throughout the entire area um mm-hmm. including two that you need to get through at the end and uh the mine thrower is also one of the things that you need to make the new uh the, the new dinosaur in this area uh vulnerable this uh you know, Inos Transivius, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like they're really heavily, very heavily armored, uh, enemies that you have to knock, knock over with the mine in order to shoot their belly or just use your anti-tank yes. gun and blow them up. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. You either, either do the weakness or ignore the weakness. The two options. Uh, mm-hmm. this is, you know, you only fight with that dinosaur here. Uh, but again, you have a little bit of that. They can come from any angle. Mm hmm thing because they crawl out of holes in the wall yeah um and around corners and stuff like i, I like this segment yeah. uh, sequence mm-hmm. um you get to this compound at the end you reunite reunite with regina um and you need to pass through this area just crawling with allosaurs <laughs> um 
so to do this, you do this kind of leapfrog thing where one character mans an artillery cannon and the other runs around and uses a signal gun to show that person who to shoot at. Yes. Um, at least on normal, you cannot be hurt by the artillery that comes down, which is pretty, yes. pretty convenient and also makes this area exceptionally fun. Uh, because yeah. not only are you trying to clear like the shipping containers that are, that are in the way, but like this is the way that you kill two, three Allosauruses at a time. Yes, which are the toughest dinosaur we've fought so far. Right. Um, we find a dino file. This one's talking about the Triceratops. And mm-hmm. it's, instead of giving us cool dino facts, <laughs> it's the soldiers talking about how they fucked with their eggs. Yeah. And the uh, <laughs> Triceratops so delicious, held a grudge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't eat just one. Yeah. Um, so the Triceratops got revenge, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there's a quote in here. The only, I'm glad you pulled this because I, I love this. Mm-hmm. The only thing that will stop a Triceratops is an even more angry Triceratops. <laughs> I can't, I'll never forget the advice my father gave me on my wedding day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, your dumb as a mule and twice as ugly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh god, uh, so good. And like right away, like the next scene, um, you get to just this, the, you know, the, the, this horrible, this horrible, horrible tableau where there's like a dead baby triceratops laying on the ground. And you know, like, so sad. Dylan runs up and is like, yeah. Oh my God, who could have done this? And as Dylan yeah, was and like, who's behind his shoulder? <laughs> yeah. A triceratops. Uh oh. I wish, I wish they had done the like, he was talking to Regina and Regina was like, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> get, get, I mean, you know? behind, behind <laughs> you, behind me. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. He's just like, what? Should I turn around? I'm not going to turn around. There's something behind me. And the triceratops is just pounding its hand into its, just <laughs> into its palm. Because <laughs> that's the energy of the scene is they uh-huh. like come up and like oh we can explain you know but then it's triceratops you can't explain right uh, so, so you end up in this rail shooter sequence uh, from the back of a jeep which is extremely let's go jungle yeah um, I find this much harder than the water one yeah this one's um, that's like this is about doing uh, counters more than anything yes. I, I failed this uh, once yeah. Yeah, this is one of the few places I died in the game. Because uh, the Triceratops have really unusual charging patterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, their, like, sideways run is very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, the, yeah, tons of tons of strafing. Yeah, if you shoot on. them when they're too far away, they're not going to be slowed down enough. You have to shoot them when they're, like, really close in order to actually mm-hmm. uh, cause them to dip back. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, we get done, though. Uh, Dylan shows some grudging respect for Regina. And uh, telling her she had some, she did some cool driving. Uh, but as immediately, he's like, that was some cool driving. Look out. And they just uh, take the Jeep over a, a cliff that was like 10 feet in front of them. Uh-huh. They immediately so, flip the Jeep into a field. And what emerges yeah. from the tall grass? Just hundreds of raptors. Yeah. yeah just this is, this is where the raptors were hanging out and doing the raptoring. Cool driving. Yeah, that was cool driving. Uh, however, uh, missiles rained down. Onto the uh, the raptor nest uh-huh. from a helicopter piloted by by Prince Cowboy David. Mm-hmm. Um, the, this uh, helicopter is being pursued by the one eyed T Rex, leading to get grim vengeance on David for taking his eye. Oh jeez, uh, I got it. He took my hand, but I got his eye. Yeah, yeah.
Um, yeah, but now we're going to get to Edward City. I am disappointed because Edward City is like two screens. I really, this is what I wanted. Like, you know, we both like we both like this game. I feel like you're slightly warmer on it than me, but I'm still mm-hmm. pretty warm on it. Yeah. Uh, what it's missing that I want from even things adjacent to this genre, though, mm-hmm. is like exploring cool zones. Yeah. And you do a little bit of that in this, mm-hmm. but there, there's not like you know these like beautiful you know uh, shops. Right. That have been knocked over. Like I was expecting to, you know, go through people's houses and stuff and see mm-hmm. uh, real people, you know, having to deal with this dinosaur shit. Yeah. Instead uh, it's, of it's really anonymous short. facilities. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's basically just more lab. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. There's like so. one cool place that you go. Like your your first uh, save room here is a is like a a, a busted up convenience store. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, there's not a lot of like a sense of place. Right. Uh, but when you first get here, you, you know, you get into the city and this is the cutscene where you decide, okay, rescue mission, probably not the best because like, just let me see the last of the soldiers die. Like they're just being yeah. chased down and eaten. So oops. Uh, and because video game, Regina says we can't save human life, but we can still get combat data. Who boy. Uh, so we have to get the, the data discs. Mm-hmm. So we still have to do the mission. And it's like, man, just get out of there. They need, they, they need the data to help build a new time gate is what she says. That, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, she, she talks about the mission still being active though too. So it's a little yeah. bit confusing. Like I, I, this would have felt more real to me if she was like, fuck the mission, but we need Need to get the disc to get out right right you know mm-hmm. but she's still gonna give it to her boss whoever to trat yes i am trat hello john trat <laughs> uh, we didn't even go for an acrostic no um yeah so you go to the go to the shop uh the which i says your save room there's a there's a log written by a shop owner which is uh he's real knowledgeable about the affairs of the military given that he mm-hmm. you know I, I assume primarily sells jerky and condoms um, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, the military, like they're like one, one of their plans and it's a really dumb plan is to fire a third energy missile at the jungle to like obliterate the surrounding area, which I think maybe yeah. their, their plan is just like create a dino free zone, but like, oh, you're probably going to kill a bunch of people with this mega nuke. So that's bad. It's also like a time nuke. Yeah. You know, this third energy stuff caused a bunch of time crises. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it feels like time nuke. Isn't yeah. going to do great work for you. <laughs> we will become you know? bastards, destroyer. Yeah. <laughs> we, we will we'll, all be. We'll become B A S T A D. Anyway, destroyers of uh, worlds eventually. Yeah. So, so we we attempt to uh, you know to get to this area to to you know build the time gate and stop them and everything, but the T Rex attacks again. Right. Um, and Dylan runs into a tank, uh, which you have to pilot and use these guns to slow down the dinosaur and clear a path. Mm-hmm. Um, you get flash bombs to slow it down. The tank looks really cute and small compared to the, the T-Rex. <laughs> it looks like I really toy. love how toy-like it looks. Yeah. It's very sweet. Yeah. Extremely charming. And just, you know, like you're doing yeah. like literal tank controls. And like, I mean, it's so that appearance is not helped by the fact that you're going along these streets that are like raised above the ground, which to all the worlds look, looks like you are a toy tank on some Hot Wheels. Yeah. Court, like, track. yeah. Yeah. I, I love the idea of like a mod that uh, takes a game with tank controls and replaces your avatar with a tank. It's good. Like what if there was Resident Evil, but you played as like a howitzer, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> instead of Jill Valentine. Yeah. 
You know? And you were fighting like 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 mutated tanks, mutants, yeah, or, or just zombies. Oh yeah, you're just tiny tank versus the, the zombie horde. <laughs> tiny tiny tank in zombie land. Yeah, tiny tank in zombie zone. <laughs> yeah. Oh jeez. Um, um, but yeah, like this is a, this is a fine little mini game. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, relatively low stakes, and it's fun to shoot a T Rex with a with with, with a tank cannon. Um, but, uh, you know, you end up getting, uh, your tank crushed in a closing door that separates you from the T-Rex. Like immediately right here is the gas mask that you need. It's really good. You're, you're, the door is closing uh-huh. and you're doing the like Indiana Jones thing mm-hmm. where you're going to like dive under the door just in time, but you're driving a tank. Yep. So everything is happening so slow <laughs> and you just don't make it. Like you get halfway through it and the door comes down and crushes the tank. <laughs> it's so good. Like nobody doesn't make it through those things. Yeah. <laughs> like I love it. Um, so at this point, one of the the helmet people attacks you, mm-hmm. and that girl from before comes and saves you. Yeah, uh, you know, throwing the attacker uh, off a cliff. Uh, you know, and in the struggle that they're in, this necklace pops off from the young woman, mm-hmm. uh, and she runs off. And then Dylan sees the necklace and is like, "This is my dead sister's necklace." What? Uh, so you know. <laughs> Uh oh, <laughs> and I love that. Like Regina's like, explain, exposit for me, and sad yeah. music starts playing, and like he immediately like walks over and looks out a window and talks about his like his past. I was different before I joined the army, you know. Like he used to be yeah. a he used to be a street tough, and like his actions drew enough heat on his family that his mom and sister got killed. So like as penance, he joined the army to straighten out. Can you imagine being a street tough and being Dylan, like rolling up to a rap battle with that haircut? <laughs> you know, or something. I like, think he got the. I think, they, I think the street, the other street toughs gave gave him that that haircut as a punishment. That could be. They tied him down. Mm-hmm. It's like we're gonna make it look like you cut your own hair, freak. Well, I mean, like it's like, the, it, like I, I, if you told me this haircut was the result of a struggle, I would believe it. <laughs> yeah, a struggle or a bad wager. Yeah, you know. So this haircut was the result of a dark bet. Uh, the uh, so we learned Dylan's origin uh, mm-hmm. here. Uh, Regina's off to the uh, missile silo. Um, you know, heads to the, the jungle. You put on the gas mask when you go into the contaminated area. The uh, contaminated area is cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, scary, and it looks like outside my window right now as forest fires. Uh, yeah, as our country Oregon. burns. Yeah, yeah. Do you have, do you have uh, like big puffy spores out there? Huh? I haven't looked. I haven't gone no, outside okay. because okay. it's dangerous to go outside. So yeah, I, uh, there could be. Is Pocket acting different because of the smell? I would think he would, but he's being pretty chill. That's good. You know, pretty chill, lethargic. <laughs> like he's not getting enough uh, oxygen. <laughs> no, no, no. So it basically smells like a campfire inside my apartment. Weird. So if you like that campfire smell, like. <sighs> Yeah. I mean, in certain contexts, not over my <laughs> possessions. <laughs> like, yeah. Not on everything. Yeah. Uh, uh, but for people listening this way in the future, because we're mm-hmm. recording this uh, September 10th, uh, as of September 10th, I'm safe. Yes. Who oh. knows what tomorrow brings? Literally yeah. none of us. Yeah. Anyway, um, you get Fire into too. <laughs> you get into the uh, the 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 data command room uh, here. I'm trying to think if there are any final weapons you get as Regina. Uh, I don't remember. No, I don't. Uh, this game was not hard enough for me to like. If I had something that worked, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I ground in this game, but I mostly did in the first half. And even though this game is incredibly short, I got a little eyes on the prize. 
Yeah, uh, yeah. Around once once the revelation started happening with the helmet girl, I was a little like, ah, you know, let's just get to the story. <laughs> I I feel like I've basically learned what this game can teach me in terms of like fighting dinos. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I I was like, okay, like you, like it, we talked about the last weapon so early. Regina's weapons are so much cheaper compared to Dylan's. So I think that, yeah, her final weapons might just be the heavy machine gun and the, um, oh gosh. And the, the homing uh, rocket. The homing rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you get to the command room and you find this note about the Gigantosaurus, which, uh, yeah, if, if, if the past is a pattern means we're going to see one like right away. Uh, that's true. (laughs) There's no information. I like the way this is written because like, yeah, we found a T-Rex with gigantic teeth marks in it. We think it might be this. Anybody who might've seen it to report on it came back dead. So... They, they literally say uh, there's two things this could be. The dinosaur doesn't exist or it killed every soldier. Right. Uh, it's like, well, something. Yeah. T-Rex, man. Uh, I don't want to CSI you guys. Yeah. But, um, take this uh, disc out of the computer and go back outside only for the uh, one-eyed T-Rex to show up. Mm-hmm. And you're like, uh-oh, finally it's time for a boss fight. But then the Gigantosaurus comes and wipes it out. Yeah. And then, and then uh, Regina walks back inside is like, uh-oh, I think I'm yeah. going to be in here for a while. <laughs> Check, please. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Weirdly, Dylan yeah. comes in through the door that Regina just ran through, and he doesn't yeah. remark on the epic dino battle that's happening outside. No, nah, he wasn't He wasn't paying attention. He was yeah. looking at his phone. <laughs> he had headphones in. Yeah. <laughs> Um, um, and you know, like we're talking and we're doing like a, we're, we're, we're about ready to start, you know, making a plan, but we're interrupted. Uh, there's an alert from the computer. Uh, it has interpreted the rumblings of the, uh, of the epic dino battle outside with the Gigantosaurus as a threat to the silo. And what do you do when you have a silo that's under threat? <laughs> you launch the payload automatically. Yeah, you got to make sure this thing doesn't doesn't get destroyed without launching the payload. Because yeah. otherwise, what would be the point? Yeah, why would we have spent the money? Yeah, so an unfired missile is one of the most tragic things. Yeah, in uh, you know, in this universe. <laughs> uh, so we we want to stop this uh, if we can. Regina goes to the core. We have ten minutes to defeat the Gigantosaurus. Mm-hmm. Uh, using these kind of gas nozzles. Um, I love this because it looks like Home Alone. <laughs> exactly. Yes. I was going to say it's yeah. Marv. It's Marv getting his head toasted in Home Alone. Yeah. Except with a gigantosaur. <laughs> yep. <laughs> like it's really funny to set the dinosaur's head on fire and him be grumpy about and, it. And you do it so many times. You're running him back and forth between these two nozzles and the same thing happens each time. <laughs> This dinosaur is a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, it's really funny, though. This is a very funny uh, little boss fight. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> but uh, no. he does fall over. His head thoroughly cooked, which is uh, yes. which is nice. Uh, you, you, you still have this time limit. You have, you've got to do a more intricate version of that whack-a-mole game with a stun gun mm-hmm. to, you know, keep the panels lit or whatever. Uh, <laughs> a real bummer to do that when you have a time limit. However... Easy enough. You get up and deactivate the, the missile. Think, cool, we're good. Problem is, though, when you get back down to the ground level, Gigantosaurus wakes up. Um, he decides, okay, head's just cooked. I'm fine. Um, and he goes on a warpath. Uh, and knocks over the knocks over the missile, catching the whole facility on fire. And the warhead is prepped to detonate anyway. Yeah, it turns out the facility was right. Right. About launching. Yep. 
Um, so we have to escape. Um, there are uh, big armor dinosaurs have flooded in. Yeah, the same ones uh, from the uh, volcano, which I think they're like implies that they just are attracted to fire. Like, yeah, they're just like <laughs> this. It's warm in here, boy. Um, we reach the back. Uh, we run into Dylan and David, and we need to get as far away as possible before the warhead blows. Right. Um, here. Uh, yeah. so we ride this boat, uh, down river, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, and when we get there, we reach this closed gate and there's a valve handle that will <laughs> open it. So Regina's like, I'll take care of it. And then uh-huh. David says, let the men handle this. Let's go, bro. And, uh, give <laughs> you a high five. And goes, whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, so David and, and Dylan have to go take care of this. Yeah. It's a boy's night in. <laughs> Uh, two guys <laughs> jump into a roomy <laughs> full bed <laughs> and like, <laughs> I'm going to stay up late and eat Reese's Pieces, bro. Um, <laughs> so, oh, fuck. <laughs> so, so anyway, this is very funny. And David is so like eyes on the prize. I'm going to turn this fucking valve. He, he doesn't yeah. notice that there are raptors all around him. So you have to like, yeah. Dylan goes and mans a, a, a cannon on a guard tower and you have to shoot all the raptors that are coming to eat your bro. Yeah. And once he does it, he's like, I rule bingo. <laughs> Dill, let's go back. And it, it's very like, man, David, <laughs> like it is very hard to tell who would be the worst member of track to hang out with. Yeah. You know, cause it's like Dylan, you have to look at David, you have to listen to Regina. You have to like, you know, learn about machetes, you know, none of it. And then Nell, the least said about Nell, the better. Like I find no. Nell extremely annoying. In this, I, this I don't game. want to get, I don't want to have my face felt. And no. I think that Nell would, would, would feel my face. Yeah. Cause she does and, that and a couple of times here. We're not making fun of people who are mute or have, no brain things where they can't speak. This was person was in a dino bed. Right. To talk to I, I just, I hope that nobody is drawing real life parallels and like, no, no. Oh, mask off. Like <laughs> these guys are making fun of Nell and like, yeah. oh, you yeah. know, I don't know. I don't, I don't feel that bad making fun of the Nell from dino crisis too. <laughs> yeah. Personally. Yeah. Okay. She's confident. She, you know, she, she can handle herself in combat. She can throw it's, a frisbee. It's fine. Yeah. She can frolf with the best of them. <laughs> Um, so after, after David says bingo and Allosaurus attacks and, uh, uh, Dylan, or sorry, David like, like charges in and sacrifices himself to save Dylan who has fallen into a river. Like, okay. Dylan was already in the river and going down there. You didn't need to get like to throw yourself Mm. directly into the Allosaurus's mall. Nope. You could have thrown yourself into the river and got away as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's pretty dumb. Right. Uh, Dylan wakes up and the, uh, strange girl, uh, is standing over him. Mm-hmm. Um, she can't speak, but she keeps saying home and pointing in a specific direction. Right. So we have this little escort section. We had to protect her and cross the jungle. Yeah. Um, so I failed yeah, this. this. I failed this once. Why would like, why they would wait until the end of this to do a bad escort mission? Like you, you almost made it, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, they should could have just given the gay girl like her cool frisbee gun. Yeah, you know, like she escaped, and it's like, well, if I'm gonna trust her to go back to what she's pointing at as home, mm-hmm. I will trust her to, you know, carry a frisbee. Yes. So she doesn't um, seem to be especially in, like, murderous. No, no, she she likes you. Mm-hmm. Um, we end up in you know because it's a Capcom game of this vintage. The end is a lab. <laughs> uh, we're in this like futuristic lab zone. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, and like we, we, head we, we pass by this like courtyard, like that's around this like futuristic shaft into the ground. And there are like, there are monuments around kind of like talking about the way that the third energy project has like developed and grown, like from, you know, just being energy to being a weapon and ultimately, ultimately being turned into something called the arc project and the creation of something called paradise. Yes. A uh, little pro tip if you're doing dark science, mm-hmm. uh, don't name your projects things that sound good. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I'll immediately know that they're horrible. Yes. There's no way Project Paradise is going to be good. Mm-hmm. You know, Panacea, Ark, yeah. none of this stuff. Also a weird little theme this month. <laughs> um, we get to the Ark facility here. Uh, we find the superintendent's uh, memo. Um, we talked about how humankind and dinosaurs cannot exist. Uh, the children of the future flung into the past will be kept in life support pods designed for dinosaurs mm-hmm. and fed only dinosaur information yep. and taught to protect the dinosaurs. <laughs> so the helmet teens yep. are future teens who uh-huh. are put into dino yeah. teaching so, pods to learn dino rules. Yeah. So it spends several years in dino kindergarten stasis. Yeah. <laughs> So that's why they were throwing frisbees at you. Yeah. Because they thought they were like, I have to protect a dinosaur because I learned that in dinosaur school pod. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like, it's fucking incredible. My jaw dropped, um, Gary. My yeah, jaw dropped. It's, it's, like, <laughs> just like, hold up, you know. And it's so funny, too, because uh, it's not like if you were going to try to do like a I feel like that's the moment in which this game ceases to become a sci-fi movie. Uh-huh. Because sci-fi movie would just be like, oh, it's like a cult that worships dinosaurs or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they'd go as far as to say they were taught the dinosaurs' ways through a pod. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is the extra step, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I really, it made me want to become an exchange student to learn about dinosaur culture. Yep. Like, I would do a, I would do a year in this pod. <laughs> but then you would come out chirping and I couldn't podcast with you. Well, only, but they they were in it for a long time. I no. think. If it was just a year, I don't think I'd learn how to like forget how to speak. Okay. You know? We don't know and how come time... back with a lot of like dinosaur related uh, insights. We don't know how time works inside the pod, Gary. That's true. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it might be a risk I'm willing to take, though. I'd, I'd like to learn more about dinosaurs. <laughs> if you, and, you know, if you're dead set on touching the stove, I'm not going to talk you out of it. Yeah. Specifically from the dinosaur's perspective. I think that right. a lot of the information I've got about dinosaurs is written after the fact. Yeah. I would like to know more about uh, the dinosaurs themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? What yeah. do you think? For, for, from, the, from the loser's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, any, any, <laughs> I was going to make a joke and didn't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. So, uh, anyway, uh Oh boy. Okay. We run to another note uh, that talks about how the first overdrive uh, happened in 2009, which changed the history of life on Earth after the Cretaceous period. Right. And the ARC plan was to send dinosaurs to a habitable environment in the future uh, for safekeeping until they can be reinserted into the time stream by the wet ass pussy pussy central council. <laughs> it's, it's literally called the WAPP central council. Yeah. That's the only reason I took a note of that is because of that recent song and music video. So, the idea is dinosaurs can't live in modern times. We right. can't send them to the past though. Right. We have to send them to the future where we have the technology to handle them. Right. It's really weird. Yeah. So we're like, I mean, we're not in the past. We're three million years in the future. 
Um, yes. And also, like, keep them in the future while you do what? Because, like, when, you know, after the first overdrive, they, like, they, they cast around and they saw life is, life is changing dramatically. Like, what are you going to do? It kind of seems like taking all these dinosaurs and flinging them into the future might actually have created more problems. I, I, the, there's no real good end step no. from the WAP Council. Like they, this, this, I, I imagine this is one of the least thought out plans yeah. that we've had a villain do we, in a video game. We, we, we can, should, will, and must <laughs> blow up the moon <laughs> and also send dinosaurs <laughs> three million years into the future. We're Earthlings. Let's blow up Earth things. <laughs> uh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Um, so, so we we got more though, because this is this is where the game like gets funny and interesting. Yeah, I feel like because uh-huh. like up until this point, story has been very sparse. Yeah, just like so, something terrible happened. Here are some bodies. This is the dinosaur that did it. And if this ended with just like a big T Rex fight, this would I would I would don't think I would like really like this game very much. Uh-huh. I think knowing this crazy context, of everything is what makes it fun. Yes. Um. <laughs> so we go in further. We find the girl. Uh, and what pops up in the middle of the room, but hologram, uh, of like an old grizzled, like cable mm-hmm. kind of figure we, we, who we... addresses Dylan, uh, <laughs> by his last name uh-huh. and does more exposition here. Yes. So in the year 2055, the Noah's Ark project, uh, successfully launched, they threw these dinosaurs 3 million years into the future. The problem is that the gate broke on their side. Uh, yeah. and this guy, this hologram, um, you know, what was, was, was flung through along with his, along with his family. Uh, the incident killed the, uh, the, the, the mother of his child, Paula. Paula is the name of the, uh, the, the, the young girl from the, uh, from the helmet mm-hmm. squad who's been, uh, <laughs> who's been following us around here. Um, and then wow. the, the, the hologram turns around and he's got like a mustache and he's old and he reveals, uh, he signs like, off. He signs He's off. Like, like this, yeah, this is Dylan, Dylan Morton or something like that. And Dylan's like, what? You're myself in the future? Yep. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, at some point, Dylan, our boy, goes into the future and fathers a bunch of mm-hmm. helmet teens who get put into dinosaur learning pods to learn about dinosaur culture with frisbees. Yep. Uh, very good. Yeah. So the plan, um, we gotta get, we gotta get these teens back to the modern yeah. day. Um, we've got this gate inside. Uh, it can only fire once though. Yep. Yep. Uh, so we go into this, uh, big, tr- uh, transport area and we get an alert for the self-destruct sequence that's been activated. It was one of the helmet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did it to protect the dinosaurs, apparently. Yep. And we have this final uh, boss fight with the uh, running the Gigantosaurus. Right. Um, it knocks down this walkway as we're running away from it. We have to activate these targeting computers to call down a satellite beam to liquefy it because that's also in play. Yes. <laughs> we have satellites. Uh, we have satellites <laughs> in the air over the, over the in the skies three million years in the, into the future. Orbital decay yep. doesn't exist. Um, and we it, decided not to use them until now. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you know, like the, the, this, this is tense because you have to run to like two far ends of this, you know, big room while the Gigantosaurus is coming, you know, coming around taking chomps out of you. Uh, the satellite beam is so strong. The aftermath of it is, is, is kind of fucking amazing. Like yeah. how far they commit to it. Cause it doesn't just like kill and melt this dinosaur. It creates a crater tunnel that cuts into the mantle of the earth. Yeah. It seems, <laughs> that seems bad to me. Yeah. 
And it, yeah, I guess the future is is quarantined yeah. in a way this far in the future. Like if you get back home, like yeah, this is definitively not your problem. <laughs> uh, it is still like a pretty big deal, though. Yeah, you know, just from an Earth perspective. Yeah, it seems just, like not the kind of thing to do. Yeah, it's pretty cool looking. Yeah, it's it's really it also really is overkill. Uh, this thing is made of muscles and bones. Yeah, you know skin. Uh, Give it enough time, so. you could probably take them out because you have unlimited ammunition, Dylan. Yeah, and it just doesn't. Uh, and and also during this the fight sequence when you're running away, uh, this is not like that T Rex sequence from before. I took so much damage. Yes, like I just heal tanked this. Uh huh. So but he he just clips you constantly, like you're mm-hmm. just constantly being gnawed on by this dinosaur. Yeah. Um, no, I heal tanked so, it too. Yeah. Uh, so you get into this gate room. I'm ready to activate the gate, but there's a piece a piece of equipment falls on Paula, uh, your future daughter, Dino Teen, <laughs> pinning her. <laughs> so, <laughs> sorry. It's great. It, it yeah. is. It's like the best thing about this game. Is I like, know. All this shit at the end. <laughs> Yeah, so she's pinned. Dylan, he is not going to leave her here. Uh, he's going. He's going to stay for all the good we're going to see that does. <laughs> Says, yeah. "Hey Reg- yep. Regina, uh, this is time travel. So we're going to you know, like you know, like you go back. You take the data on that disc. You build a perfect gate and then come back here." Yes. Uh, so she goes through the gate. The facility explodes, and that's actually fucking credits. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Dylan, did Are you, you stay here to me? die with your daughter? Yeah, we don't know what happens. This is what gets followed up on in the uh, shooting game. Uh-huh. Like, this is, like, literally ends with a sequel hook, and they change genres <laughs> between sequels, and they're, like, many years between the sequel and stuff. Yeah. Then a sequel hook, it, like, ends at, like, the end, you know, like, halfway through Act 3. Like, like it's, I, it's, it's really weird. I don't know how it's even like a like a like a cliffhanger or a sequel hook because it, like all, all that's left is just they, they die. Regina goes back to goes back to the present, and and then and then Dylan and Paula just fucking die because well, the, the, rubble falls the and way it to explodes. Be a sequel hook is she would do the thing that he said. Like yeah. she'd go and build the perfect gate and come and grab them before they got exploded. Yeah, you know because of Bill and Ted time reasons. <laughs> But it's just it it's it's dumb and mm-hmm. it it is a tightrope, you know, because like there is a way of this being presented and uh-huh. this like this was in a twelve hour game. Uh-huh. I would not really be here for it. No. I think no. I'd be a little bit like this balances the tightrope really well in yes. a way that I think is like legitimately, you know, go on to YouTube and, and watch a compilation of all the cutscenes mm-hmm. because it's very funny. Yeah. Uh, even if the play doesn't sound good to you, mm-hmm. which the play is pretty fun. Yeah, the play is fun. Like I, I actually yeah. like recommend this. There's so little barrier to like getting into this and having some fun, and it just mm-hmm. it's it it slides by like it's on a greased rail. Yeah, this is extremely extremely easy to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and fun. Like this is this is a good game. I appreciate uh, you know Eric uh, sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and I'm glad that I got a chance to play it. Yeah. I wish that there was an easy way to play Dino Crisis 3. I do not think it is backward compatible on the 360, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But, like, it sounds like such a disaster that I want to see, like, the specific way in which it is a disaster. Yeah. I might, like, just read the TV tropes or watch a Let's Play or something Yeah, on it. Like, that sounds about my my speed for it. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I was glad I, I played this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is weird. Like having the, di- the, uh, Devil May Cry DNA to this was totally unintentional mm-hmm. and very strange because this is not, you know, it came out a year before Devil May Cry. Uh, I think this game is fun and enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's so weird though, because I don't think there's an argument that like, fixed camera tank controls are the way to do a combo based shooter like this. No, not at all. You know, like the best way, like this is fun, but it's like fun in spite of itself. And the plot is really fun and funny almost in spite of itself, Mm -hmm. you know, like it succeeds, but it also, it's not the best form of what this is. Right. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's a really weird game. Like Mm -hmm. it's a really hard game to evaluate. Yeah. Um, um, it makes a good pair with Onimusha, actually, if you want to like look mm. at the two things kind of like right next to each other as, you know, action heavy games in the tank control, um, pre-rendered background kind of space. And I think they came out in the same year, actually. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So Capcom, uh, so it's a re- just a real weird time for this company. Very weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So thanks everybody. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Eric. Uh, thanks for jo- Thank you, Eric. Thanks for joining us on this breezy WAF episode. Yeah. This breezy game. Um, we appreciate you. If you have anything to say about Dino Crisis 2, the deadline is October 15th. Uh, and that includes if you have things to say about Soma, Resident Evil 5, or Doom 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are not covering the expansion for Doom 3. No. And, and I'm going to briefly talk about the expansions for RE5, mm-hmm. but I don't know that I'm going to play them because uh, I'm trying to get that game actually done before I move. Yes. I'm on a little bit of a time thing, mm-hmm. but they're neat. Yeah. Uh, they're also not particularly deep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I, I plan to play them. So I've got the, time. Uh, so. the mansion one is cool. Mm-hmm. It, it's a love letter to Resident Evil 1 in a fun way. Nice. So. Yeah. Um, so like, like we said, like we had a TV slash contact, uh, the 15th of the month. If you have, uh, things to say, oh, wait, have, we haven't announced November's games yet. Shit. We know what they are. We do. Yeah. We're recording these we in a weird, in a weird way. Yeah. We're recording in advance. Uh, we won't mention them this episode. We mentioned okay. them in the dispatch, which happened last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which you also listened to, but time means nothing. So like, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Um, the God of War episode we just put up, I think, is really good. Yeah. Uh, and I think you would enjoy it. Yeah. And uh, if you want, you know, the whole thing is available for $5 patrons. Yeah. That ended up being, what, like a four-hour, ten-minute episode? Not that quantity is yeah. quality, but just, no, you know, yeah, it's, it's we a, had a lot depth, to say. And we didn't cover, like, everything in it. So right. it's, it's it's fun and lively. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we there's a bunch of those that you can get, including that Devil May Cry episode we referenced many times. Yeah. Um, uh, in this yeah. Additionally, a whole other shows like Unfilmable, our show about Lovecraft mm-hmm. adaptations to the screen, um, Bonfireside mm-hmm. Chat, our uh, our series about the you know the Souls series and Souls likes and things like that. Yeah, it's a bunch, whole mm-hmm. bunch of stuff over there on the Patreon. Yep, uh, it's a good place to hang out. Um, yeah, and then uh, until next time, what should they watch out for, Cole? Uh, they should watch out for the Cyclops. He's got one eye, but he's but it's on you. <laughs>